Breaking news. Well, there's some pretty big news in COVID and actually came out late last week and it was in the form of a press release. And we do not like these press releases, this medicine by press release, but we have to talk about this new drug from Merck and it is called, and I'll destroy this, molnupiravir. Molnupiravir. Maybe it's that. And supposedly that's kind of a derivative of Thor's hammer. Mjolnir. But it is a prodrug of a synthetic nucleoside derivative beta dn 4 hydroxycytidine So this basically goes into the viral RNA and screws it up so the viruses make bad copies of itself, or at least your cell makes bad copies of the virus, rendering it much less lethal in theory. So the study was an interim analysis. This was a double blind, we like that, placebo controlled, we like that, of non-hospitalized patients with confirmed SARS-CoV-2 infection within five days of symptom onset. Very important, five days of symptom onset. And you also had to have a high-risk feature, at least one. Diabetes, obesity, age over 60, heart disease, those kind of things. The outcome measure was hospitalization or death by day 29. So all this is sounding like a reasonable thing. You take a group of people who've been infected, it's about five days after they've got symptoms, you're going to give them this antiviral drug and you're going to give it to high-risk people. This is how we always start these studies. You give it to the people who are most likely to benefit, okay? And death and hospitalization is a pretty good one. The one I really care most about, of course, is death, but hospitalization is important. So here are the results, and it was stopped early. So there was a group of other clinicians and stuff that oversaw this and said, okay, you need to stop now because they did this interim analysis, which was planned. And here's what they found. Of 775 patients enrolled in 170 sites across the world, the reduction in the endpoint was 50% relative. So 14% of people who didn't get the drug down to about 7.3% for people who did get the drug reduction in hospitalization and death. Number needed a treat of around 15. So that is pretty good, right? And then the next thing is the reduction in death. There were eight deaths in the placebo group and zero in the treatment group. Number needed to prevent one death. If that sort of stays more robust in further studies is around 50, which is pretty, pretty good. And if my math is correct, if this drug is $700, which we're hearing, then the cost per life saved is $32,000, or about $33,000, which actually, in the scheme of things, is remarkably cheap. And the efficacy appeared to be across the major variants. The side effects, yeah, there were lots of side effects in the placebo group and the non-placebo group, but side effects that led to discontinuation of the drug was very few. In fact, less in the treatment group than in the placebo group. The dose of this drug is about 500 milligrams BID for five days, and it costs around $700. And in fact, the US government has already purchased 1.7 million doses of this bad boy. And the company says it can make 10 million doses by the end of the year. Now, is that 10 million total courses or is it 10 million doses? I'm not clear. So what don't we know about this? We don't know the exact definition of mild to moderate disease. We haven't seen the data in published form or even presented to the FDA yet. Does it work past five days? We don't know. What subgroups is it best in? Like, can you give it to less... Uh, sick people? Can you give it to people who prophylactically, there's a study going on right now, can you give it to people who are not at high risk? Would that be worthwhile? At $700 a dose? It's not clear that it would be. So what does this do to your immunity is another question. So if you have this drug and you get infected, should you still be on the usual vaccination schedule? We don't know really about that either. Another big unknown that Swami actually brought up is what about resistance? We tend to use antivirals as multiple agents to reduce resistance. If we just give this alone, how quickly will the virus get smart and be able to bypass it? 
And Crystal Ives brings up a paper that says this thing can screw up the uh, sort of processes by which the mRNA of this virus get made, but they can also affect mammalian cells. What's the clinical significance of that? But my conclusion after reading this very preliminary data, which is not peer-reviewed, oh my gosh, but there has been some peer review and oversight of the study itself, is that this appears to be very good. This appears to be the first real antiviral drug that is going to work on this virus. You know, we all know about remdesivir, and it's not so good. This is an antiviral drug, which is specifically targeted at the virus. So if this is reproducible, and if we can get the data, and it looks as good as this looks, this is actually quite a big deal. Still, obviously, the most important thing is vaccination. That is the best thing by far. But for those people who can't get vaccinated, or won't get vaccinated, who get infected, this can significantly reduce hospitalization, and appears to significantly reduce mortality. Again, I get very anxious about reporting on these kind of things when it hasn't gone through the full process and is published in a peer-reviewed journal, etc., etc. But these are strange times. Check out the reference section. It will show you a link to the press release itself. There's also a link to the medical letter and a link to the Corpenium chapter as well. Uh, I think that's enough for now. It's a big deal. This turns out to be real. This is actually quite a big deal.